From the blue-green waters of Claytor Lake to the hiking trails of the NRV, AM HodgePodge is on the air. Here are your hosts, Keith Weldons and Mark Tapp. All right, New River Valley, this is Mark Tapp with Keith Weltons, and you're listening to AM HodgePodge. Yeah, good morning. It's Saturday. I'm feeling pretty good. Are you? Yeah, well. What do you attribute that to? Uh, I'm not four states away and uh, just have been driven and got to drive back. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sore like... last week. Yeah. Because of that. Just too much driving. Oof. So I'm one of these guys. You miss your purple. What's that mean? Did you? Oh miss your uh, yeah, that's good call. Yeah. Good call. That's he's uh, referencing the gel uh, uh, seat that I have to sit on at my desk. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Good call. I did forget to take that with me. I really should have. Yeah. And particularly the lumbar uh, portion. That would have been helpful. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Instead, I was like sticking a. This is terrible. I was sticking my. Um, Side sleeping, perfectly formed pillow behind my back in order. In the truck? Yeah. Did it have to go over the top of the center coil? No, no, no. Or? I had it like behind my back. Uh-huh. What I looked like was that I was half as tall as I was and I had to lean forward to reach the pedals. <laughs> but, you know, my back on the way back hurt a lot less because I did that. So it was worth it. You've, you've struggled with uh, long rides. Yeah, I'm, I normally stop like every hour, hour and 15 minutes. So I've learned, you know, some people like never miss a bathroom. I never miss a rest stop. Got to stretch. Yeah. Just got to stretch. You can't. It's terrible on your body. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's sitting too long. That's right. Well, it's not sit too but, long. And, and we've done, it uh, seems like you and I uh, and Josh in the office have been traveling Almost every weekend, or doing something. Yeah, it's like weddings and this and everything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So yeah, we we flew up there on Friday, uh, all the way to Erie, Pennsylvania, for my, uh, my wife's cousin's wedding, and then came back on Sunday. But it was a lot of fun. It was great to see everybody. All right, well, nice to see you too. Mm-hmm. Welcome everybody. This is AM Hodgepodge. This is Keith Weltons, and that is Mark Tap. We are actually happy to be here. Feels good. It's been an interesting week. How much cooler it's gotten, just kind of like right out of the the gate. I, you know, I told you I was out at Myrtle Beach, and it was I've never been anywhere hotter for for four days, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and then it's almost like well, fall just kind of came in. I don't think that's true, but uh, the yards are all looking awesome. Yep, I I, uh, I can't believe that I actually put a, a windbreaker kind of thing on for one of my morning walks this week. I can. <laughs> I shouldn't have even said that. <laughs> you, you, I, yeah, I, I can I envision what socks you had on, too. Good call. <laughs> I had my Ameriprise uh, pullover on. There you go. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, so this is a show for and about the New River Valley. Bring in guests. Today's no exception. We also bring in some uh, more worldly news. Talk about beer. Yeah. And we have our little sports segment, which uh, we'll go ahead and take care of, too. 
Well, you know, when you were gone, you emailed me something. You do that sometimes. You you, mm-hmm. you know, you'll be reading your newspaper or your feeds or whatever, mm-hmm. and you send me something. And and then and I, what I do good is I don't. I've blocked so all my uh, systems, none of it is tracked. So yeah, yeah, when I look, I get the whole world is out there, so I can look up anything that has come to mind, and I'm not being force fed the same story about like Richard Simmons or whatever. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, and uh, oftentimes you'll say this is for the radio show, yeah. and and so then I'll just not open it until the morning of. Did I actually send you one? Yes. How good? And and then I, so I go on this hunt for things to talk about, and I found something that I thought you would really enjoy. And it, is it the and same it's thing? The same thing. All right, that's cool. Yeah. So you remember sending me the? It's a picture. Of the top of a, you're looking down on a beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this a percentage? Yeah. It's all divided up by what country consumes the most beer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to do the guess. I just sent it to you. I didn't have my my, uh, glasses or anything, but it came and I just, I tried to take a picture of it and it wouldn't allow me. So I just forwarded the thing to you. I can try and guess. Yeah. So this is, um, the, these measurements are in kiloliters. Okay. Of beer. And so first off, let's just say, who, what country do you believe consumes the most beer in the world? But it's not per person. It's just country's consumption. consumption. Yeah, yeah, so that's easy. Do you know, Casey? Are you going to strike out at bat? <laughs> I'd like you to strike out first. I, it's got to be China because there's just like <laughs> one out of every five people live there. So I'm you, going with China. It is China. Uh, this makes sense. It, it, it does, unless you try to overthink it and you think, well, I didn't know they drank Well, I mean, if they drank 22% of the volume that an average U.S. American did, it'd still be number one. See? Yeah, so they, they account for 20.3% of global consumption. I totally believe that. 36... Uh, thousand kiloliters okay. of beer okay so so you can't so now we've got that some some perspective right mm-hmm. 36 thousand kiloliters who is number two it's got to be usa it is 100 percent. although we are fairly small in numbers correct relative uh, way small relative to china mm. or five times as small uh, something like what that. what do you think our total consumption is <sighs> what was their number it's it's 36. 22. 28. Yeah, 24. 24. 24,000. It's actually 24 million kiloliters. So that means so that we drink about two and a half times as much as they do. Yeah, per capita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also drink in those little uh, tiny glass. What's those things called? The small glasses. What are those things? Small glasses. You're talking about shot glass. Yeah, shot but what do they put? It's the, the thing they put in there. Oh, sake. Yeah. But oh. That's, that's Japan. Well. I don't think China. I could be wrong, but I don't. I mean, I suppose because of the, the rice consumption there, maybe they do uh, have sake, but I, I've always thought that uh, sake was a Japanese. Here's drink. a good one. What size bottle do they use in China? Like, and if, if we convert it to ounces, what's that? Oh, gosh. Uh, we're not talking 16 ounces, are we? No, no, no. Okay. So, like, if we're, if we're 12 ounces, what size right. is their ounces? 
Man, you're asking the hard Tracy, questions yeah, here. Yeah, put in case. All right, Mark, how about you? Uh, I believe it's. Is it uh, 10.8? 11.2. 11.2. So already there, okay. they're at a roughly... So they have to drink more bottles. Yes, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. So that that could equate for roughly the sum of the two to two and a half times more because at some point they're all being woken up in the morning by the recycle guy and all those bottles banging at 5.15 in the morning. Well, Mark, you know, what, being dumped into the recycle bin. Right. But what year are we talking here? Is this 2022? 21. 21. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder if that spiked during pandemic too. I bet I'm you sure their numbers did. were, yeah. I, yeah. well, their numbers it, must have been yes down. Yes no. So, so uh, at home consumption spiked. Yeah. But right. you had a decline in consumption out yes. at the restaurants. Yes. Right. I think it pretty well evened out, didn't it, Keith? Yeah. And some people weren't allowed out of their houses. In the United States. Anyways. Yeah, that's right. In the United States, it, equal, it equaled. So you've gotten number one and two right. Deal. Uh, and and I'm trusting that you're being honest when you say you have you didn't I did have not your glasses, look. you didn't really look. <laughs> I did not look. So I'm going to just – I'll stop and I'll say it's either – Number three. It's either Brazil, which is just big country. Got to be something like Brazil. I'm going to throw a couple out there and just tell me if it's I'll one of them. I'll just stop you because you've, you got it right. Did I really? It is Brazil. All right. Wow. That makes sense. Hot, big country, a lot of tourists, yeah, beach, yeah. tons of beach. Do you want to take a stab at what their consumption was? So so China's 36. U.S. 22. 24. 24. And Brazil is how many kilolitres? It's got to be like maybe half of ours, 11, or 12, or 14. What is it? You will throw, uh, throw enough numbers out, out nine. there, you'll be right. <laughs> nine. I'm just going to guess it's, it's roughly thir- half. 13, 8. 13, okay. 13, 13 8. That makes some sense. Yeah. And yet their population is pretty darn close to ours. Yeah. See, we're an impressive country. In, in we don't do things halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, what I thought was, was interesting was, you know, if you start to compare the U.S. to countries in uh, Europe, uh, you've got to combine a lot of them to, to match what the U.S. is doing. And Germany wasn't really... That, that, big. that big on consumption. They, they're consuming 70 I'm going to guess it's uh, stuff like um, uh, Czechoslovakia or Yugoslavia or – Well, you could, you could combine – you could combine Canada, France, the UK. Oh, I forgot the UK. Czech, the Czech Republic, Australia, Romania, Poland – and Italy, and you'd still be under the U.S.'s consumption. See, that's it. Wow. That's awesome. That's why that's our crazy. beer aisles are so big. That's true. Now, wine would be a different story, right? might be flipped if you're talking Western Europe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's the other yeah. thing here. So now you're Do starting. we talk about wine at all? Well, now you're <laughs> thinking a little bit, you see. I know, that's right. Yeah, don't think. <laughs> just guess. But, yeah, that's the whole reason here. It's like if you're just specific here, the number one consumed What's the number one consumed drink in the United States besides water? Budweiser. No, 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 no. Drink. <laughs> like overall drink. What is it? Oh. I guess it's beer, right? No, it's coffee. No. <laughs> coffee. Gotcha. And then, what's, well, then what is it? It's beer. I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay. So See? top three. Yeah. So, so okay. is there more beer consumed in the United States than soda pop? 
Uh, man, I hope so. Because soda pop you rot your teeth. So. I mean, if you're letting your kids drink that much soda, yeah. I find it hard to believe that that would be true. <laughs> I mean, if you, you know, just take McDonald's as an example. Yeah, that's true. I'm going with, I'm, yeah. That's a T- TBD. Yeah. All right. You got any other one on that? Yeah, I did uh, just kind of a, an interesting story. You're familiar with Flying Dog Brewery? Yeah. Um, we actually highlighted this uh, a little while back, but uh, th- do you remember what their story was, how they got started? <sighs> They're the ones with, like, the wicked uh, bottling. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't remember. So over 30 years ago, uh, a group of uh, men got together and hiked. Uh, they, they, they were finishing uh, a hike of one of the deadliest mountains there, um, and they were hanging out in a hotel room in Pakistan. And George Stranahan was one of those people. So George Stranahan at the time was 52 years old. Okay. And, and that's when Flying Dog got started. Uh, he was a, an astrophysicist. He actually is the founder of the Aspen Center for Physics. He's a professional photographer and, and writer. And the mountain that they summited was K2. Mm-hmm. So he's, a, he's kind of a doer. He did, you know, did a lot of he's, stuff. He's accomplished. Yes. And so... Are you going to tell me he's dead now, too? He is. Okay. He passed away at... Uh, 89, I believe. Okay. So he passed away, actually, uh, about a year ago, but they've come together, uh, his his brewery, and he also founded a, a whiskey mm-hmm. distillery uh, in Colorado. Um, and the two of them have come together to co-produce a commemorative beer. Oh, cool. And a commemorative whiskey. Sure. Which will be ready in eight years? Uh, the whiskey's actually ready, but it's okay. it's been aged. It has been sure. Aged so it's probably years. a blend of something they already had. Yeah, yeah. So the the um, the beer is called Ossifer, and it is a an imperial version of Road Dog Porter. Okay, which was the first beer that Stranahan created for Flying Dog. Okay, uh, it's a twelve percent ABV beer, be hefty one, and uh, the the whiskey distillery has also produced a bottle uh, titled Ossifer. So the reason that they used, uh, do you want to even guess at Ossifer? No. Because you, you'd never get it. Yeah. Uh, he called himself, so you got to kind of look back at his background. The officer or something? He was a, a pilgrim Ossifer, kind of like a, because he was a farmer. Mm-hmm. He was a writer, you know, he was physicist. a physicist, photographer. So he was, he called himself a pilgrim officer. Say that five times fast. <laughs> and uh, so they, they call it uh, officer now. Cool. And that, I'm going to have one more thing. No, 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 yeah, you're, you're, I know we're, we're getting long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're, well, yeah. we'll, we'll save it. It's, Shelf it's, it. it's one of those things. It's just going to be on the shelves for a little while. Giddy up. Can we do this now? Yeah. All right. This is everyone. Well, it's, it's my favorite part. You ready? Ball over mirror. All right. Can we hear that? Yeah. Good. All right. So we have Casey Jenkins with us. He was the guy getting everything wrong earlier. <laughs> and we're going to see if he gets this stuff wrong. So this is our beer over ball segment. 
And we're going to introduce uh, Casey formally in the next segment. Yeah, that's right. And so... <laughs> Thanks this, for the love. You're is, very welcome. This is his candy. Yeah, it's three minutes. College football is right around the corner. Da, 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 we're going to have uh, uh, price packs. People are going to start to bet on things and everything else. Now, there's this constant conversation that people have, which is about money and sports. Yeah. And we know that typically... The revenue drivers are football and basketball, both men's. That's the typical norm. There's a lot of college uh, Division One basketball programs, and about a third of those also play Division One football. That's how you kind of come up with these leagues. So with that being said, I decided I would do a deep dive. And I would ask you guys, which one of these programs, and Mark, you've selected five randomly, yeah. and then I've looked them up, which one of these programs make money in more money in uh, uh, football or men's basketball? Yeah. And the programs are Tennessee, Virginia Tech, Colorado, Michigan, and Texas A&M. Okay? So the first one you guys got right. I asked Tennessee, is it, uh, I know, excuse me, you got wrong. I said Tennessee football or basketball. Tennessee profits from football are 17 million a year and basketball is 3 million. Now, important to note is only 57% of all those programs make money in either of them. They make it in both. So that's a successful program. Virginia Tech. You, uh, Mark, you said basketball, and Casey, you said football. It is basketball. Virginia Tech makes three million a year in football, a profit, and three point seven million per year in men's Ooh, basketball. Close. Yeah, close. Close uh, but but there again, they're part of that hundred percent on the fifty-seven percent side. Yeah, Colorado, you both selected football, and you're both right. Because they lose less money in football than they do in men's basketball. So they're part of the 43% on both categories. They lose $300,000 a year in football and $400,000 a year in men's basketball. Now, this is a great one here. Michigan. This was a tweener for you guys. Tough one. So Michigan, huge football, big stadium and everything else, but a successful basketball program simultaneously. So per year, men's football loses $300,000 a year. Uh, and you both select the football. But in basketball, they make $4 million a year, which is, I would thought it would have been more than that. It's almost what Tennessee's close. Last one. You ready? Yeah. Texas A&M. Huge, 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 huge football. That's all this is. And $19 million a year in football they make. And they make... Nine hundred thousand a year in, in basketball. basketball, and so Casey, you selected football on that one, and Mark, you selected basketball. So in the end, here the winner was. I think it was a tie. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it was a wash. It was, you did tie. Yeah, you both got two right and three wrong. So my theory, <laughs> I tried to pick some some uh, programs that had really good basketball teams sure and uh my theory was that the better their basketball program the more they were going to have to pay for coaching sure and that would erode their their profits right i didn't play out yeah and my gut tells me now that i say it out loud um the coaching not only is the player the bench so much smaller in basketball right but so is the coaching staff sure 
football staffs are enormous. Yeah. Now, these budgets uh, take into account everything. Um, ticket sales, everything. Uh, concessions, all of this sort of stuff. So that all kind of comes into it. And when you look at these programs, particularly some of the ones like a Tennessee, uh, a Michigan, and a Texas A&M, they've opened themselves up to alcohol sales a long time ago. And if you've got 20 basketball games that you can sell alcohol to, right? yeah, that's a lot of games versus a uh, Michigan football game, whereas you might already go in there having four or five and maybe you'll only have one or you'll sneak in a couple of bottles or something like that in your sock. Like, right. So you can kind of see that those sorts of things all kind of add up in there. But in, very interesting. So, you know. Some good you, stuff, Keith. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk with Casey and everything that's going over in Christiansburg at the Montgomery Museum. Stick with us. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Don't you love her badly? Don't you need her badly? Don't you love her ways? Tell me what you 